Welcome to Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle, the only podcast where you'll learn how successful people just like you have grown their businesses, expanded their influence, and made more money by writing a book. On each episode, you'll learn the inside secrets to help you create a book that can serve as a powerful marketing tool to skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Dan Janelle. I help thought leaders, business executives, and entrepreneurs write their books. To find out more, go to writeyourbookinaflash.com. When you watch a TV show or read a book, do you feel like you know these characters? You've seen them before. They're just like duplicates that you almost like carbon copies and you wonder like what makes them different? Well, if you have read a book like that, you're going to want to listen to today's episode to learn how to write multiple layered characters that have a point of view and a depth to them so your books and your stories stand out. Hi, I'm Dan Janelle. I'm a ghostwriter, book coach, and developmental editor for business authors and wellness authors. And uh, if you'd like more information, go to writeyourbookinaflash.com and be happy to chat with you. So let's get started. Our guest today is Angela Ackerman, who's written a series of books that can help any writer create multi-layered characters. Welcome, Angela. Thank you so much. So tell us, what is a multi-layered character? Why do, why do uh, some writers write characters that are, just seem flat? What's wrong with them? What's wrong with a flat character is probably that the, that the writer didn't dive deep enough into understanding who they are. Um, I think the best characters are ones that feel like real people. You know, they have needs, they have fears, they have goals, they have desires, they have insecurities, they will have a history just like you or I. Um, Everything that we do in life, um, we're a product of our past, you know, how we grew up, the people we were around, the different things that we experienced. And we need to think about our characters the same way that they too will be, have been shaped by whatever their experience were in the past and whatever personality traits that they have, those are going to create certain behaviors um, that we're going to see in the story. And so when we take the time to really understand who a character is, we can write those behaviors, those actions, those decisions, those thoughts in a way that just, it, it seems really authentic. It seems like a real person. So it's about taking a real world reality, things that we experience every day, like um, mistakes that we make or judgments that we have or emotions that we express and making sure that our characters are doing those things too. When we do that, when we build a character that, that acts and thinks and behaves like a real person, readers connect to that character and they feel like, wow, this is, I can relate to that. I can relate to what they're going through. And they, they feel that empathy and that's what connects them in the story. How can you show that emotion in your books? I guess this goes to the classic question of show, don't tell. How can you show that emotion properly? Um, Well, the first thing that you need to do is really understand who your character is and how they would express emotion. Um, Because each each one of us are different. We're all going to express emotion in a different way. Um, We're all going to have certain comfort levels with emotion, depending on the people that we're around. And so our characters will have the same, you know, Um, a character might not feel comfortable expressing certain emotions at certain points in the story. Um, Maybe they're around people that they don't trust, or maybe they're in a situation where it really is important for them to keep a straight face and to hide what they actually feel. The problem is, is that 
we have to make sure that one person is always in the loop, no matter what the situation is. And that's the reader. The reader always needs to know what the character is feeling. So we need to find ways to be able to show that and convey that to readers, even if they're trying to hide it from everyone else. So understanding who our characters are and understanding what's motivating them in the story um, is going to lead us to what kind of emotions they're going to show and to what degree. Um, because again, if, if, if the, if, it, if, it, if the character has reasons to not show those emotions they're holding back, we need to respect that in the story and make sure that, they, that we show them hiding those emotions, but that the reader still understands what's going on. Can you give us an example? Um, yeah, let's, um, let's say we have a character who is, maybe she's like a double agent or something like that, or she's someone that, um, she's within a trust circle of the bad guy, we'll call him. And uh, maybe she's inserted herself into the role of, um, I don't know, a server. They're all in a hotel room. She's brought in a bunch of food. She's just setting it up on a, on a, on a sideboard or something like that. And there's this group of, of bad people talking about different things. And she's there to collect intel. And maybe while she's there, um, someone comes in the room and reveals that, that someone has been killed. Well, if our character, if she knew that person and cared about that person, immediately, like she's going to want to fall apart and break down and, and cry and, you know, be upset. But if she does that, she's going to reveal her cover. Everybody's going to wonder, okay, who is this person? Why should she care? You know, and so it is in her best interest to hold those feelings back. And so we would have to show it. We would have to show her, you know, feeling those emotions, but also hiding those emotions, if that makes sense. So what she might do is she might momentarily like lose um, strength, right? You know, you've just been dealt a blow that someone that you care about has been in an accident. Maybe she like, you know, she stumbles a bit and has to grip onto the table and she, you know, the couple dishes clatter and everyone kind of turns and looks and, and she sort of, you know, she apologizes and then straightens something to mask what just happened. That momentary weakness where she revealed her actual feelings, she has to now mask. So if you did something like that, you're showing her keeping that straight face, keeping that persona of, I don't know any of these people, I don't know what's going on, but you're also revealing to readers who are in the know. They know why she's there. They know that she knows that person and they can see that she has been dealt a blow by this news. So in that way, you're walking the edge of both of those, those realities. Uh, I want to compliment you for creating that story on a fly. <laughs> this is not a prearranged question. We're just free forming this, and uh, you managed to uh, create a whole scene or a whole story just like that. So uh, I'm very impressed. Uh, you've written a series of books. <laughs> you've written a series of books that talk about the emotions, positive and negative, about hundreds of different personality characters. How can people use those books to give their characters more depth? Well, the, the two books, The Positive and Negative Trait Thesauruses, these each look at kind of the light and dark side of a character because all characters are two-sided. Um, everybody will have good qualities, including your villain or your antagonist. Like as much as we want to think that they're all bad, no one is all bad. They may have really good, strong qualities that in fact make them more of an adversary because if they're very strategic and cunning, well, you know, that's, that's going to make them a harder person to beat for your protagonist. So 
even the bad guys will have good traits. And we want to make sure that our characters, whether they're the protagonist or a love interest, or like I said, a villain, that they do have a complete personality. So um, you would want to think with your character's positive traits, you would need to think about, you know, what is my character looking to achieve in the story? And what personality traits might help them do that? Um, you would also want to think about their identity. Like, who are they? You know, um, what kind of personality traits sort of will, um, you know, reveal to readers who this person is? You know, are they very studious? You know, are they someone that they like to study? They're, they're a little bit more serious, but it's because they really care about something. Is that going to come out in the story? If so, you can look up a, a particular uh, positive trait like studious and you can find out all the different, um, you know, traits that behaviors that they might exhibit. Um, things that they might do. It gives you examples of different uh, characters with that trait from fiction or film, just to sort of get you thinking a little bit about what that personality trait, what that's going to look like on the page and how they're going to behave and the way that they're going to think. Um, you know, someone who is studious or intelligent, um, you know, or even cautious, they're not going to just like make rash decisions. That's just not who they are. So, you know, you, it's, it's all about creating and designing a personality that's going to line up with their behavior. And if it doesn't, for some reason, like, let's say that our character is someone who is a little bit cautious, and they're studious. And so their tendency is to really think things through, through investigate before they actually make a decision. Um, if we have a situation in the story where they they do make a rash decision, then we need to make sure that readers know why, you know, is there some pressure on that character where they don't have the luxury of really thinking it through, they have to make a decision now. And so we just need to show why they're not behaving the way that they should. Now, the character's per negative personality traits are vastly interesting because characters' flaws um, are all sort of emotional shielding that that character has developed over their life. Different things have happened to them in their life where they've been hurt in some way. And so they develop negative qualities. And in their mind, they don't really see them as negative qualities. They see them as ways to sort of protect themselves and keep maybe people and situations that might want to hurt them at a distance. So an example of a negative flaw might be someone who's manipulative. Um, you know, if you're manipulative, you're always looking at you know, what's the angle here? How can I make this outcome be the best for me? You know, how can I manipulate that person into doing what it is that I want them to do? Those are inherently negative things, but your character could have very good reasons for doing that. You know, maybe they, you know, grew up in a situation where they had, no one was their advocate. No one was there on their side. No one cared about them. And so they had to navigate life, learning how to manipulate people to get what they want to stay safe. So thinking about both sides of your character, the positive and negative, it'll allow you to create a character that's very rounded. And some of the flaws that your character has, these may be things that are going to become more prominent in the story. They're going to cause your character to make mistakes. They're going to, um, you know, they're going to trip up in their relationships and stuff like that. I mean, obviously, if you've got a protagonist who's a little bit manipulative and there's a love interest and he's trying to win her heart, well, he's got to figure out how to not be manipulative anymore. He needs to realize that if I do this to her, I'm going to lose her. So how do I stop being this way when this is what I know? And so it creates these deeper questions that can come out in the scope of your story. And that's really important because readers know, readers are not dumb. I read a review, uh, several reviews for uh, an author who I 
follow religiously. Every time a book comes out, I buy his stuff. It's he has a series and it's wonderful and I really like it. But for this one book, I happened to read the reviews beforehand. And it was amazing how many people pointed out that the the villains seemed flat. They they didn't mm-hmm. seem to have much personality. They were indistinguishable from one another. And this is for a guy who's written maybe 30 books in the series. I mean, someone who hits the true New York Times bestseller lists for a few weeks before it drops off. So it's, you know, not some nobody. Mm-hmm. Uh, readers can really spot that. So uh, they need to read your books. Everyone who's writing books about characters <laughs> needs to read your books. Tell us, Angela, how can people find out more about you and your books and your services? Um, people can find me pretty much anywhere online. I'm across all social media, so you can just uh, look up Angela Ackerman. Um, I also have a website called Writers Helping Writers uh, with my co-author, Becca Puglisi. And that's where we help writers uh, gain more insight into the craft of fiction um, all different topics on writing. You can find lots and lots of help there. And then I have a second site called One Stop for Writers, which is uh, onestopforwriters.com. And that's where Beck and I help writers beyond our books. We have all these books on different descriptive topics, but in reality, we've actually written a lot more thesauruses than we have books for. And so all of them live at One Stop for Writers, along with different tools that we've built that sort of demystify some of the harder to understand aspects of storytelling, like building characters or plotting a story or building a world. And uh, we help writers really think and write like story experts so that that comes through in their writing. Great. Thank you for joining us today. You can see the links for all of her books uh, in the show notes below. Thank you so much for joining us today, Angela. And thank you, everyone, for watching our podcast today. We have more than 150 videos on our the YouTube channel, Write Your Book in a Flash, to help you write your book in a flash. Check them out. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Write Your Book in a Flash podcast with Dan Janelle, the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, you can find great information at writeyourbookinaflash.com. If you're ready to take your next step to write the book that can transform your business, I invite you to schedule a free, no-obligation consulting call with me by going to writeyourbookinaflash.com. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.